everyone and welcome back to the phases podcast i am your host my name is maddie and today's episode is going to be about body-based information Uh, but before i get into that i just want to say how excited i am to even be talking to you guys and have like a structure episode for the podcast i have been pretty active for the subscription based listeners do not forget to subscribe to the podcast we have some cool readings going up and what i love about doing readings for intimate groups of people as I feel like the guidance I get is really narrowed down um and it almost feels like even more directly catered to the individuals who are subscribed so it's like if you have a subscription whoever wants to come through whatever wants to come through for you I just feel like it's It's nice and intimate, and I really enjoy it, so do not forget to subscribe. There will be more content on there, Um, but just to kick it off, just to get myself to tip my toe in, what have you, um, there's some cool readings, so go check it out, and yeah, but um, what has been going on in my life? Oh, well... I just need to mention before we even get into the episode that if you are not registered to vote, you should vote if that's your thing. Um, There's some big decisions that need to be made and I know here in Texas, I feel extremely uncomfortable being a woman here, being person here who cares about their life and their safety um so yeah just letting you know i'm pretty sure if you're not registered to vote by like the 13th then you may not get to vote so like maybe chop chop but anyways um just giving you that subtle reminder that even though we're not really um valued i'd say in a lot of ways in society and culture you can maybe inherit the message that you don't count that your opinion that the way that you wish to live in the world the one tally mark doesn't make a difference and I just want to debunk that fully and, you know, like, that's horseshit is what that is. And I'm sorry that that's the message that we have and it's going to take effort on our part to rewrite that story and it's going to take effort with our numbers to pull in the direction it's like fucking tug of war you lose one person you're at a disadvantage no matter what you fucking you know so it's like in order to get this rope back happening where you want to see it happening um your your body does matter (laughs) your your tally mark does matter so i believe in fairness so no one's going to tell you how to vote here, and I think previous versions of me probably would have. Um, I do, in fact, believe in democracy, so all I'm saying is that if you want to see shift, whatever that looks like to you, use your fucking number and do with it what you will. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. Enough about fucking voting, am I right? Ugh. Anyway, (laughs) um, I have been doing a lot of shit lately. I've gone to a couple festivals. 
a couple, a couple, um, a retreat also. I went to a festival slash retreat called Unleash, and if you've never heard of it, it is this, I can't even really put language to describe to you what it actually is. Um, I would call it a festival slash retreat in like layman's terms but in reality if you want my honest opinion i believe it's like a magical portal where special intriguing magical beings come and um unleash themselves even further than they already are it is some intense shit and i could have never known what it was going to be until i lived it so this is why i have trouble putting language to the things that happen there because a lot of it was nebulous and a lot of it was a lot of it was I call it a magic portal because the way that I view magic is using the subtle to affect change within the dense the dense being this physical reality using the subtleness of our emotional awareness our energetic bodies and just our thoughts to inflict change on the dense the density of our bodies the density of this physical realm you know and so i call it a magic portal because of the way that you're it's it's using dance which is and it's using costume and being fucking naked if you want to be bringing yourself back to your humanness which also means interacting with your emotional energetic and all of these subtle bodies investigating these things just as much as we investigate or we reside in the physical we like live here right and so i call it a magic portal because i think that's what you're doing is like coming into t contact with energetics and pleasure and your emotion your deepest deepest internal felt senses sometimes through dance sometimes through tapping sometimes through shamanic ritual sometimes through the food you eat sometimes th through i mean the people that you meet sometimes through your ability to shed layers of all types of shit so i highly recommend it there is a bird hi sweetie how are you um i highly recommend it and it's been really hard for me to put into words my experience there but it has forever changed me that's 100 percent true and it has 100% changed the course and the direction of my life. And there's something that the creatrix of Unleash said. I don't know where she said it or... I think it was maybe on a live or something. Her name is Yarixa. And she said that if you're a boat out at sea and you shift even one degree... Over the course of your trip, you're going to end up in a completely different place than you were if you hadn't have shifted the one degree. So even if Unleash only shifts you one degree, that's still putting you at a different spot um, over time. And I had to have shifted five, ten degrees. I feel like it really has been some a catalyst and like I said, a magic portal that I have walked through that has given me a new lens of looking at life. They should use this as an ad, as an ad campaign. Anyways, um, so do I, rec would I, would I recommend it to a friend? Yes. <laughs> and, um, I haven't really been able to talk about it because again, integration of this event was so intense because i mean as you could probably imagine did you hear the way i just described it what the fuck right 
Um, so coming back into normal life, I'm not going to lie, felt a little bit like whiplash. And it's something that was really and is really challenging and was, in fact, really difficult because when I didn't even have this way to articulate what happens when you don't have the language around an experience it can kind of sort of feel alienating and it felt like whiplash because I had just walked through this magic portal and I had just seen that life could be this way and then to get tossed back into the pool of my my normalcy my day-to-day the pattern it was like whoa did I even was that even real did I just dream that up Um, so, yeah, I think finally having the words to encapsulate what it was for me has really been, well, it's one of the reasons that I can sit here and even describe it, um, but definitely coming off the experience, I was just like, wow, I can't believe that there's a place like this, that this exists. And so what I've been trying to do is that the next time that I go to Unleash, because I will be at another, it will happen. Um, the next time, I hope and I want to move towards shifting my life slowly and persistently shifting even one degree so that the next time I leave it's not it doesn't have such a whiplash effect on me and my nervous system and my just look on life and reality I hope it does that in other ways but I hope that when I make the transition from leaving this magic portal that going back into my life it doesn't feel as like it's as stark of a difference like I am around these magical beings often I am doing this investigative emotional work for a living I am like using this awareness that I have of like damn that was hard to come back from because this feels vastly different that the next time I leave the goal is that I feel even like a brand new individual, but maybe not like my life feels so incredibly different than how it felt in that container. So, yeah, um, I want to talk about this thing called EFT that I was introduced to at Unleash. Um, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, is tapping on points, acupressure points from Chinese medicine, tapping on these points in the body, and releasing energy, stored energy from these points. It gave me and it shifted me so much in the two-hour session that I had with this beautiful fairy angel woman named Sonia Sophia, which I have since signed up for her spring training. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just really excited about it because this is the type of shit that I am really excited to start doing with clients and people. And something that happened for me when we were doing a victory tap so where do you need a win in your life and coming off of unleash at unleash all the food was first of all delicious 
um, what? How can you make these vegetables taste so good? This is like mind-boggling. This is shifting me. This is expanding me. This is... This is... What is that word? Not imagination. (laughs) I mean, imagination too. This is inspiring me. There we go. Anyway, um, coming off of Unleash, I was eating all organic. I wasn't eating... I wasn't eating meat. I had got the veggie package. But, um... It was incredible because my skin started to shift. My capacity, my brain capacity, it felt like the fog on my brain was lifting. And I felt truly fueled to be doing the intense emotional work that we were doing. And also physical things like dancing for hours and like tantric yoga shit was just shit was wild okay coming off of unleash again stark difference in my life so everything shifted i had eaten the most the most processed shit that i could on some levels like i was i had like I remember this one day specifically, like the next day after Unleash, where I had biscuits and gravy. I had eggs. I had ash browns. Ash browns. I had hash browns. I had pancakes with this warm syrup. Oh my god, they warmed their syrup. I was like, what is going on? Why don't we all do this? Anyways, um, went right back into that southern breakfast, just doing my thing. And I'm telling you, Coming out of Unleash, I think there was, I basically had the worst breakout I've had in a very, 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 very long time. It was completely discouraging. My confidence took such a dip, um, which was interesting because I kind of observed it and was just kind of like, it's interesting how sort of fragile it is, and I want to shift that. But anyways, um, had the worst breakout. And so during this victory tap, started to feel more more lethargic. Um, not like I wanted to face things anymore. Like, I didn't have the capacity for it, the mental capacity. Because it's interesting how what we feed our bodies is what is fueling us. It's like, it's like the same with a car. If you put in some shitty fuel and, like, some salt, you're going to get, like, some salty results, you know what I'm saying? And your engine's probably going to blow and, like, probably going to have a bad day because of that. And, you know, shit's just going to not go as smooth as if you, as if, you know, you're putting in some premium fuel. And so... (laughs) I really needed a a win in health. I was just really upset about my skin and about how I hadn't done this because I know how vital it is for especially the system that I have, this vessel that is extremely sensitive that has been sensitive since I was 12 and it started attacking itself. Like, I know how vital this is for me and I know how much my body really needs this win. So that's what I went with for this victory tap. And my mind understood logical reasons why I wouldn't want to make this shift because it's it'll take it'll take time and effort and energy of figuring out how to cook these things and also having to cook for yourself all the time and xyz and then just a logical sort of 
reason not to is a lot of times the organic, the unprocessed costs more. It's just the reality that we live in. And so when you throw in some scarcity um, beliefs and hurdles, one of the other narratives is like, well, it just costs too much to do that. You know, only privileged people get to feel and get to live a nutritiously dense life. That's just how it goes. And growing up in a culture that didn't see food as fuel um, and doesn't see it that way and makes it, I don't know, it just... There were logical things that my mind understood about why this wasn't working. I actually wrote hmm, some of the things that eating nutritious foods, clearing up my acne, feeling closer to my body, feeling trust within my body... Being at a bunch of festivals, I realized how much my hernia bothers me. I do have a hernia. And what's interesting about the hernia is, like, the symbolism that I put with it of just, like, pushing through life. Um, Pushing, pushing, pushing until shit bursts. Literally. And so, a lot of times when I'm dancing is when it starts to get affected. Because I can do a full yoga workout. I can walk for an hour I could walk slash run for an hour and not really ever notice my hernia it's when I'm like dancing at concerts for long periods of time which is really interesting to me but anyways um not having to deal with my hernia what does that look like what does that feel like I need a victory in that where I can fully enjoy myself fully feel free to dance and explore in my body without like having this immense pain if you've ever had a hernia you know if you don't don't get one I don't recommend but um (laughs) yeah um just feeling more vibrant and alive within my body and negative feelings that I had associated with this issue are feelings like being dirty society thinks that if you have acne it just it's just because you're not washing your face correctly it's just because you're not doing this It's just because you haven't tried this. And it's so easy to say from the outside looking in. And it's also so easy to see it as a problem to be fixed when you're only sold the five-minute miracle of we can get this fixed up in, in literally five minutes. And I just don't think physical ailments really work like that. And I don't know if I'm using the word ailment correctly, so just... Bear with me, because I don't really want to look it up, because I feel like I am. It feels like an ailment because of the barrier it puts between me and my confidence at times. feels like an ailment. Anyways, um, so a feeling of being dirty, a hopeless feeling. I've had acne since I was fucking, since I was in my preteen years, and I'm 20 years old. So to have a breakout at this caliber again was just like, oh, whoa, what's going on, right? Also a hopelessness of feeling like I'm never gonna, I'm never going to do this for my body, eat healthy for my body and not eat fueling foods to live a vibrant and be, to feel alive, right? Um... This feels like a chore, and I'm hopeless that I'll never be able to just do that. Um, Guilty that I haven't done it. Frustrated that I haven't done it. Frustrated that I have to make the conscious effort to spend the extra money to fuel my body. Frustrated that I have to change patterns. Why was this my pattern in the first place? Frustrated about that. Letting that be true, letting that exist, letting myself 
be angry and frustrated about these fucked up things. Um, anxious. Anxious that people will only see me for my skin. People will... Um, anxious that I won't be able to have fun. Anxious that my hernia takes me out of the moment, takes me out of my body, and puts me into this state of perpetual suffering. Um, worried. Angry. Obsessed. Oh my god. Obsessed about my skin. Obsessed about if people can see if it's also getting to the point where I'm obsessed with my health. And can you, I don't know, I think, I think it's starting to reveal the pattern of a lot of these being mental-based, a lot of them are body-based, a lot of them are anger and grief and resentment. Resentment might be a thought situation I mean it could be emotional too anyways emotional resentment that sounds right anyway shame oh my god the shame the shame the shame the shame have you ever been into a doctor's office where they advise you to do something and then you come back and you haven't done it oh my god shame (laughs) shame on you Shame on you that you haven't figured out your acne and you've had it since you were preteen. Shame on you that you have a hernia and that you're pushing through life. Aren't you supposed to be, like, some sort of spiritual person? Whatever that means. Um, tired. I'm tired of needing to worry about this. Why do I have to be the one that has the sensitive system? Why do I have to be the one that has the sensitive skin? I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of doing research. I'm tired of getting into something and then falling out of it and then mustering up to start the fucking pattern over again and to disrupt the pattern because it's fucking hard and I'm fucking tired of it. It's exhausting. Feeling trapped. Like I'll always have issues with my body. Like I'll always have issues with my skin. Like I'll have this hernia situation forever. Trapped. Um... And then things that I'm telling myself about not being able to have this victory of health. This victory in health. And wealth of health. Uh, Telling myself that I don't have enough money. Telling myself that I don't want the responsibility. Telling myself that I'll deal with this later. God. Telling myself that it's impossible to heal. That I'm ugly. That it's not fair. Which, by the way, I am ugly. That is perfectly fine with me. Anyway, telling myself that I'm ugly and that being ugly is a bad thing. Giving ugly its power to someone else to have and to dangle over me. Fuck that. So, feeling ugly in a toxic way, in an intoxicating way. Um, It's not fair, which, you know, you know, it's out of my control. This is just, it's not fair, and this is just the way life is. Um, then switching over to what culture says about it. Culture says that food doesn't have to be nutritious, that it can be full of chemicals, processed shit, pesticides, bullshit, essentially, uh, for mass production and quantity over quality. That if you have acne, you're just not clean, push through life, the hernia, your body is just a means to an end, your mind is how you get work done. Because if that were the case, and we started to see our bodies as informants of desires, a lot of us wouldn't be burnout, a lot of us wouldn't have anxiety to the degree at which we do, um... Yeah. Um, I might hold people like my parents responsible, people in my family who introduced me to food the way they did. And it's not like a 
shame on y'all. It's just like my own way to deflect taking responsibility for the way that I show up today. Um, and also letting the and both be true. The and all three be true. That yes, I could do better to take responsibility for my health right now in the present. That yes, my parents, the people in my family did their best, did what they knew. And the third, that I deserve better. Letting all of these things be true. Um... It feels like it's held in my shoulders and my throat. If this issue had a texture, it would be inflamed. By keeping things as they are, I can continue to be the victim. Um, so yeah. These are some of the things that I already understood before going into the tapping that were my bullet points <laughs> of resistance towards towards manifesting and acting as if I deserve and I am the win that I wish to embody and receive and become and play out. This is what I un already understood to be holding me back from it. And so these were things that I could support myself through. These are things that I could go easy on myself about because I understand them to be a part of my process. After doing the tapping, which the reason I love tapping is because the and both is so prevalent. There is no judgment towards the parts of you that feel judgment, that feel scarcity, that feel anger that feel frustrated there is no wrong there is only presence there is only a holding of these aspects of you not a scolding of these aspects of you and so it ends up feeling giggly which is a beautiful way to release stored energy it ends up feeling like you're yawning and you're stretching and you're like yeah there's a part of me who feels really frustrated about this there's a part of me who is really scared that it'll just cost too much money there's a part of me who doesn't want to put in the effort around this all while you're letting this stored energy go and with that stored energy you're acknowledging the story that you held within that energy. Does that make sense? So if there's a feeling of guilt and you store that feeling of guilt, meaning that your mind can more easily cling on to it, has greater access to it because it's stored in the body, and also the body is reflecting that in your physical vessel, on this physical plane, Using things as symbols is like, saved me, because why not? <laughs> why the fuck not? Um, if it means that I get to do greater investigation into what would otherwise be seen as the meaninglessness of life, then why the fuck wouldn't I? <sighs> Anyways. Anyways. So, after tapping, I came to understand that beneath some of these layers, I also had a fear. My body was also holding on to this fear that my mind would have identified as irrational. So, it would have cast off, pushed down, hey, that's not even, what are you even talking about, bro? Doesn't even make sense. Because it's using its consciousness that it has now and going, that's fucking irrelevant. Next. Oh, it actually numerically cost more to to eat healthier? Okay, yeah, that's a valid fear. Valid. Check. Let's go. It's using 
logic to to validate fears to validate resistance so when you get into the body which is why I like embodiment work and which is why I appreciate the tool of EFT you get to hear the concerns from your body and the resistance that your body is having to whatever situation is at hand meaning blocking you from being able to fully manifest whatever you truly desire into your physical reality because there are these things called neuromodulators and I don't know how I just remember that word <laughs> basically your brain has little cells <laughs> that are going around spreading messages. So if you're having a positive thought, you're doing your positive affirmations, get that shit, girl. If you're saying it over and over again, cool, cool, cool. But if the neuromodulators that live in your body don't believe that message, they're not going to act upon it. So do your positive affirmations. Go off, sis, and couple it with doing the investigating of why your body is reluctant to believe it. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is by becoming aware of it, by embodying it, by allowing it to flow, by giving it a voice, by having it feel seen, held, and safe to communicate with you. So, the body-based knowledge that I got was that I kept having this vision of me at my grandma's house. And I'm a southern girl. We talked about the southern breath the breakfast I was having. Southern foods include things like traditional southern foods include things like really beefed up green beans, <laughs> really salted green beans super fried chicken, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, a fuck ton of butter, <laughs> um, things like this, rolls and like a southern fucking dinner, right? And I was envisioning me at my grandma's house not eating this dinner. And I felt, I felt alienated. I felt like I wasn't a part of the tribe. And what my body was showing me was this, this very animalistic fear that it had that wasn't getting acknowledged because the mind's fears were way louder. And so they get top priority because they're the loudest. They're the densest. Maybe not thoughts, but like definitely obstacles that we perceive in our physical reality are the densest. And I'd say that mental is the next dense. If we're doing if we're doing like four, three, two, one, I'd say it's the three. Uh, because I think they have a tendency to be the loudest and they're prioritized in culture in family systems, et cetera, et cetera. So I started to see this vision and I'm going like, oh, this is the only way that my family as a tribe connects. It's the reason that we get together. It's it's what we do at functions. It's how we all meet back up. The meeting ground is always around food. And it's the only thing. Because there's elephants all over the room. There's emotional elephants. There's energetic elephants. And no one's naming them. It's the only way that we as a tribe get together. It's the only way that we connect. 
And so what happens if you change this? What happens if you no longer eat these things? What happens if you're... What happens? And my mind would have never recognized this as a valid fear to have. Because that doesn't... We, we, you can bring your own food. And like, we can do like gluten-free. You could go over and you could cook with your grandma and cook your own dish. Like, there are things we could do to alleviate this, right? But this animalistic part of me is like, this is its biggest concern. It's the biggest inhibitor. So these neuromodulators are like, yeah, brain, we could, we could always have enough money and we could buy it and we could do this and we could do that. And I don't know, we could, it's like, yeah, 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 I hear you, I hear you, but I don't believe you. And I need support around this thing. So even if we did figure all that out, I'm still stuck on this, girl. Oops. I think as a society, we neglect this viscerally stored information. And I think it does not benefit us as individuals the way that it benefits certain systems and certain people. And we wonder why we can't utilize our imagination. We wonder why we can't shift our reality. And even if we are shifting our reality, we wonder why we don't believe in our ability to do these things. To inflict change, to actually perform magic. To use the subtleties to inflict change to the dents. And so, I think if there's a place in your life where you know there's resistance, mentally you understand resistances, think about a victory that you wish to have. And what are the logical thoughts or perceived logical thoughts as to what's restricting you from actually doing this, receiving this, becoming this. And then doing something radical and listening deeply to what it is that your body is saying about this thing. Because even if you only shift one degree from having more information, that is still one degree. And even if you take baby steps in supporting this body-based information because we can take the steps to support our loudest inhibitions. What does inhibition mean? I think that's how you use that. Anyway, we can use... We can support these loudest aspects because they're loud because they're present because they're there we we can hear them they're redundant they're this they're that they're everywhere they're in our society they're in our subconscious they're they're ingrained in us and so and and they're off the cuff they're the first thing they're what we can make the most sense of automatically and so we prioritize those. And so I'm inviting you to look at the body-based knowledge so that 
you can equally start to show up and support the reluctancy that you feel in your body. Because that's all it needs. The way I view the body and like neuromodulators, right? Being like, I'm not listening to you, brain. You don't know what it's like to be down here. And so fuck that. We're actually not going to do that. Huh? Um, <laughs> I see them as like rebellious teenagers who have no voice. They feel like they have no voice. They feel have they... They feel like they have no language for what's actually happening. Like no one understands them. Like no one gets it. And when you relate them, or when I relate them to rebellious teenagers, I think the only thing that they would like is the way that I define love, which is to be seen to be held, and to be free. So if they're free to feel these things, I'm not judging you, body, for feeling this way. My mind might judge you and be like, bitch, that's completely irrational. (laughs) But if I don't disbelieve you, then... then there you go. You're free to feel this way. I'm going to hold you in this feeling. I see that you're feeling this way. I believe you. I'm going to hold that. I'm going to take that into consideration. And when I hold that, it's a type of supporting you to make the shift. So that in spaces that I enter into, whether it's a family function, whether it's a, let's just take family function. Now at least I know, oh, I'm having a lot of resistance around this. I'm like really nervous about telling them that I don't want to eat this food. Not that I don't want to eat it because it is delicious. My body doesn't want it. My body lets me know physically afterwards that it does not want that that it did not enjoy that and it doesn't give me the return that I wish to see from it and I know why when I walk into the room and or when I text someone that hey I'm gonna come a little early and I'm gonna just cook with you and I'm gonna bring my own food when I have resistance to that I now can greater I get I now have a greater supply of support that I have access to that I can show myself when I'm meeting that resistance because it is simply information. What I choose to that what I choose to do with that information also shows the body whether or not it can trust you. Whether or not it was actually free to feel that whether or not it actually feels heard, seen, held. And that's not saying that you're gonna, the minute you hear it, you can just make a big shift. If that happens, great. Even if it's one degree though, that's still one degree more that you're able to support yourself. And you're able to do something as magical as that when you become aware of choice, which is to be conscious of something. To be aware of something means to be aware of the choice that you have. So, coming up on almost an hour I think the message here is the beauty of embodiment work and tools like EFT where you are gaining access to this information even if all you do is become aware of it 
you have increased your odds of harnessing support for your body's needs and honoring your body's perspective. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I feel really passionate about this topic. It is, it can be hard to grasp and try and explain and put language around because it is a very subtle situation. It is really being mindful and less than mindful, it's like, it is being mindful once you have the information from the body. Then you can use and utilize your mind to affect change. Going back to the modulators, the neuromodulators and everything. I need to figure out what the word is for the brain's version of this. But it's like now you can use the brain cells that are carrying around these messages to, you can mindfully utilize them to soothe the, the neuromodulators that are intercepting the information from the mind and carrying out the action through the body into this physical realm manifestation hello <laughs> so this is what they mean when they say like it's not just happy thoughts because it's not if you have a belief that's stored if you have an animalistic belief that you're not listening to because we so easily separate ourselves from nature, then it's going to be really hard and you may end up getting a hernia because of how much you're trying to force it. So yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel really good about this episode. What, what? I, um... Oh, shit. Sorry, I'm moving. I'm sure it's super noisy. Um, I also want to talk about my experience at ACL, Austin City Limits Festival. That shit was so much fun. Um, and there's a lot of things I want to talk about. I also do not have a video up for this version, for this version, for this, um, episode. Sometimes I just don't want to be on camera, and that's why I got a podcast. The fuck? Anyway. <laughs> I, um, will still probably put clips of this on TikTok, so go follow at the Phases Podcast on TikTok. I am trying to ease back into my life because ACL is the last sort of trip that I have planned for a while. Um, I did a lot of shit this year and I'm just trying to ride it out. I'm trying to focus on my studies. I got a new bridge job, which I am really loving so far. It is something that I find myself to be good at and I'm also a leadership role I'm also playing a leadership role in it and so I feel like it gives me practice which is why I'm calling it my bridge job um it being the bridge over to the career that I'm really what I'm studying for what I'm investigating it in my own life um so yeah taking on the leadership role trying to be a good leader um and just find my footing in a new place also coming out of some festivals that drained me energetically emotionally physically so yeah easing back into life has been 
a little, a little challenging at times, and trying to put it into words, trying to deliver it in an hour-long little package where I can, like, wrap a little bow on it and be like, this is kind of what's been happening. This is what I'm noticing in my life. This is what I think we as a society do. This is the message I hope you take from this. Being able to really follow that structure requires that I have some sort of that I've gained some sort of perspective, that I have set with it, and that I begin to understand it and embody it myself. And that takes time. So, and with how much life shifts and changes, how many phases we enter in and leave throughout even the course of a week, a day, um... It can be, it just can mean to me that I need some time when lots of things are shifting, when lots of things are happening, and I'm doing a bunch of new things, I'm studying a bunch of new things that I sit with and sit within the true message of what I want to say, and that just requires me taking time so yeah but like I said we do have slightly more regular um content on the subscription page so definitely get on that I hopefully this week or next week will be putting a bunch of stuff on my depop so that will always be linked below. I've got some pretty cool stuff that I'm about to put out um, for some fair prices. And I'm just excited to get that going. Excited to see shifts happening. That's another thing that I did when I came back from Unleash is I cleaned out my life. Um, I sort of got into this imagination play thing because I was leaving my old job, shifting into the new one, putting in my two weeks, which also meant that I was leaving behind a really beautiful discount. And eventually I want to move up north, so I know that I need some gear for that. I've always lived in Texas, and so I don't have, like, northerner gear. So anyway, um, my discount included the North Face, and so I was, like, playing and, like, really utilizing the discount while I had it and buying new things for my future reality, getting rid of the things from the past that I no longer use or even look at, organizing, putting things away, clearing out space for the new things that I'd like to call in. Um, so that's been interesting. Not gonna lie, I don't know how I got on that, but anyway, I hope you know that you are always full, no matter what phase you're in, and that you have all of the information that you could possibly need, and that even if you get pointed, if you get good pointers from people, if you have a good guide, if you have good friends, if you have a good support system, that no one is going to know what's right for you but you. And when we start to listen to and accept all parts of us, all of our bodies, our physical our emotional, our energetic, our mental bodies, as we, when we can start listening to them, and so making real change, and change that is authentic, and not swayed, or coerced, or molded from 
some message somewhere that is outside of yourself. It takes real courage to do this work and I'm proud of you for venturing into it. I'm proud of myself for venturing into it. And yeah, I know this episode was pretty informative and probably required some some deep thinking so thank you for thinking with me and don't forget to subscribe follow this podcast on tiktok and again no matter what face you're in you are always whole my dear i will see you all when i see you goodbye